What's up, everyone? How's it going? Welcome to the How with How Terror podcast, where the how stands for helping others win. Look, in all of our sessions, we rap about everything from wealth building all the way to real estate and literally everything in between. So we'll do what? To help you win, okay? My name is Mark Seed Hatcher, and I have three of my co-hosts here today. I mean, literally some very legit gentlemen. You guys are going to be in for a, definitely a big one today, okay? I'm going to start with my man on the left and let him introduce himself. Please, let me just go ahead and let you introduce yourself, Mark. How's it going, everyone? My name is Michael Piles, originally <coughs> from Los Angeles, California. I am an entrepreneur, real estate aficionado, and the proud newest, youngest, and might I say flyest member of the Haltair Group. Hey, there we go. <laughs> about yourself. Alrighty, alrighty. I am Anthony Tabor. I am one of the founding partners of the Haltair Group. I as well am a real estate professional, uh, entrepreneur, uh, and a mortgage professional also. So that's what I'm bringing to the table today. Love it, love it, love it. How about yourself, Damon? Hello, everyone. My name is Damon Hawkins. I am from Los Angeles, California as well. I'm an entrepreneur, a real estate professional. I bought my first property in 98. I've been in the business for 25 years, and I'm happy to be here with the Haltair Group today. Awesome, awesome. Some, some, some great backgrounds up here, which we all love, and I think, again, you guys are in for a great uh, show today. So I'm going to talk to my buddy right here with the white shirt on, Mr. Anthony Tabor. We've all mentioned the Haltair Group. Sure. Some people, you know, this is their first time viewing the show today. Tell me a little bit more about the Haltair Group and, and who we are. So uh, the Haltair Group, uh, at its core, we're a syndication group. Yourself uh, and two other partners, along with myself, uh, started the Haltair Group about three years ago, uh, where we bring like-minded individuals uh, to the table to pool their money together, for lack of a better term, in order to buy multifamily real estate. Um, we typically focus on 50 units or greater. It's been, a, it's been a tremendous ride so far. We have 147 or 150 investors approximately. And one of the main things that I want to throw out there is that we teach. We consistently teach the, the investors and they're moving up and they're learning more and more each day. Awesome. So we're helping them win as well. Awesome, awesome. I'm going to ask you to go just a little bit deeper. I mean, tell us a little bit about your role in the company as well. Sure. Um, at this point in time, I'm kind of the guy that just makes that makes sure that the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. Heavily in the finances, heavily in the property management as well. I oversee all of the individual property managers uh, that we have at each building to make sure that the rent rolls are being uh, properly calculated, the maintenance stuff is uh, happening the right way, et cetera, et cetera. So, the money man. The money man. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, when you say I's dotted, T's crossed, I mean, that is a big need. I mean, we're dealing with a lot of money, a lot of money that isn't ours, right? And so we want to make sure that that's definitely, you know, of, of high priority within the company. So Absolutely. I appreciate you dropping that. I'm going to go over to my buddy, Michael, yes, over sir. here. The flyest, by the way, the right? Flyest. The flyest. So I appreciate that. Tell me about your role within the company. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm one of the newer members of the Halter Group. Uh, my official title is Director of Investor Relations. I also have a lot of heavy input over the marketing efforts for the Haltair Group. So uh, I champion a lot of Haltair's revitalization, if you will, as it pertains to our social media, website, the How with Haltair podcast, mm -hmm. and everything else marketing. Additionally, I work with my man Damon right here. This is my right-hand man, my, my partner in crime, uh, and we work very closely on investor relations. So um, everything from fundraising, to strategic partnerships, um, investor communications. Me and Damon, we, we hold it down. 
Love it, love so, it, love it. So, Damien, we're coming to you, man. Let's. let's all right. Go up so, there. basically, I am the director of investor relations as well. I'm also one of the newest members, and I also do uh, well with strategic partnerships. But what we essentially do is we work in tangent with the general partners and creating strategy around how to effectively negotiate and partner with the investors, uh, creating how we want to communicate with them, how we want to support them and educate them through the investment process. Love it, love it. Strategy is everything, you know, and I love that about our company because we are all thinking about tomorrow you know, as we proceed throughout this process. And so now I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned that word. That's one of the key words that I want to bring up today. Let's talk about real estate investing, guys. So many ways to get involved with real estate investing. I've known this gentleman for a few years here. He was actually my introduction to one of our other partners, Mr. Dennis Earls, who had a very highly recognized real estate background, a man of grit, man of honor, man of integrity. So love working with him on a daily basis. I want you to just give folks the journey, you know, as far as where we started. Sure. And not even with syndication, like go a little bit further back. Absolutely. You know, as far as the flips and things like that, and then to what brought us here today. Much like uh, Damon just stated, I think all of us started, you know, in our 20s or somewhere around there with some type of acquisition. Maybe it was a single family home. Maybe it was two unit, four unit, et cetera. And then um, I didn't say it earlier. I'm from Chicago. When I moved out here to L.A., I met uh, Dennis and um, we worked on a couple deals together. We um, bought a few buildings out here in Los Angeles and then we decided to continue that process by syndicating those groups as well. What I mean by that is let's just say we purchased a property that we were going to flip. We might have brought in a few other people, pulled some money together gave decent returns uh, on their investments. Uh, mm-hmm. That's how we started together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that became a thing. It became something that was known in our circle, in our sphere of influence. Uh, people started coming back and back and back saying, hey, can we do another one or when's the next one? I personally then picked that up and took it back home to Chicago for about six or seven years. And just growing the, the understanding and, the, and what it takes to, to put the deals together properly. All while that was going on, we brought UMRC to a few deals. Um, and then later, the last partner, Ennis, joined the ranks, which is uh, uh, Ennis Williams specifically, which is a referral from our seed. Um, and we became the, the four-headed monster. We sat down about three years ago uh, during COVID times on Zoom, and we were like, hey, we're doing this already on smaller levels. Let's take it to the next step. And that's how it began. Yeah. And look, you're missing so much, but and, and that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Cause I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw a little bit more up sure. in there. I mean, there were a lot of sit downs. My mother was my introduction to real estate. She worked for the department of uh, housing and urban development, taught me the game and everything. But you know, aunt used to come to me and be like, yo, I'm, I got this deal that's paying this crazy number as far I'm like, you're right. But anyway, look, I took, I, I trusted them. That was the number one thing. And I think a lot of our, not I think, I know a lot of our investors, um, they trust us, right, to make the right decisions. So first it started with trust. And I trusted this guy here with an opportunity. Um, yeah. He brought me a couple of opportunities. They all worked out in my, in my favor to the point where I just, I don't know if you remember this, man, but, you know, we grabbed lunch one day and I was like, yo, how can I get a seat at the table? Yes. You know, like, yes. I mean, because I'm one of those guys, look, if you're not at the table, you're on the menu, right? And so I was like, how can I get a seat at the table? You know, he told me where he best saw my worth would be with that seat at the table. And he put it in my court, you know, to make sure that I actioned that, 
you know, at that particular time. And since then, yeah, we've been able to, to make some great strides and, and, and what I believe we were able to make history as far as with, with what's been done here. So appreciate you on that, my you brother. Absolutely. <laughs> and I wanted to ask, because you mentioned like taking it back even further. Mm -hmm. And so you mentioned your mom, you mm -hmm. know, I didn't know that, that mm -hmm. piece, that's, that's really dope. Mm -hmm. But for you, Aunt, like, what was it that got you in your 20s into wanting to purchase real estate or invest in real estate? Um, I have some family that was in real estate. Um, a cousin of mine or his, I guess his mom had 20, 30 assets across Chicago. Wow. And I saw how they lived and the things that they were able to do compared to some of the things that we were able yeah. to do because we didn't have that. Yeah. So I actually bought my first piece of property from that cousin. Oh, um, wow. And that's, that's, what, cool. that's what began that. And then... Shortly thereafter, uh, college graduation, I ended up in the mortgage industry working at Washington Mutual at the time. <laughs> so then it was just every day. Now I'm in it, I'm doing the financing, I'm understanding it more and more, et cetera, et cetera. And then I started to see that every billionaire on the planet yeah, got yeah. their foundation or the majority of their money, at least until the tech boom and so forth, has always been real estate. That's so yeah. I just opened my eyes and I saw this is how. Yeah, this is how. Yeah, this, this is, is how. how. I love it. Yeah. How about yourself, Mike? I mean, that's yeah. a great question. Let's throw it back at you. Absolutely. Uh, it was my father and my mother. You know, so gr growing up out here in California, mm -hmm. my parents owned a couple properties, and I actually used to go with my dad to collect rents. You know, super mm -hmm. old school. You know, mm -hmm. we used to go once a month and literally collect the rent, collect mm -hmm. the check uh, from the tenants, mm -hmm. and I saw what owning real estate was able to provide for my family. You know, when we needed certain things, when we needed to take a vacation or whatever the case may be, uh, real estate was always a foundational piece of what my parents were able to provide financially. Um, you know, just having that income coming in, but also being able to see the rigor that it took to, to own real estate, right, in a residential sense. When the tenants move out, that money kind of stops, yeah, right? right? And I think yeah. we'll probably get into some of the benefits of commercial yeah. real estate, what we do at Halter Group, but mm -hmm. those were super cool lessons when I was young, right? Mm -hmm. So being able to see the value in it, yeah. like you talked about, it's, it's palpable, right? You could see how your cousin was living versus how you were. Absolutely. And, um, you know, same thing with me. I was able to see that, you know, having real estate was a huge asset mm -hmm. and uh, for many different reasons. And so as I grew up, it was something that I was always passionate about. Um, I got into wholesaling, actually. So my first endeavor into real estate wasn't purchasing a property in my 20s. It was, it was wholesaling hmm. in New York. Uh, me and a group of buddies, we started a, a company called Tri-Spoke Properties. It's like a throwback, hmm. three spokes. <laughs> it was three of us. And, uh, and we got into wholesaling contracts and everything. And, you know, I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with it. You know, I became a student of the game. And I won't get into the full, full journey because I could sit here and talk for an hour. Mm -hmm. But... I didn't realize that, you know, when you were talking about you want to seat at the table because mm -hmm. essentially that's how I came to you. Yeah. You know, wow. I saw I saw what you guys were doing and building Absolutely. with the Halter group. I was just engrossed in everything. I was literally, I saw um, a YouTube of a podcast that mm -hmm. you all did. You know, these podcasts are powerful. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, man, these guys are doing what my dream is, right? Mm -hmm. I wanted to, to be a real estate investor. I wanted to get into commercial. You know, I just started doing my research, found out that, my frat brother was yeah. one of the one of the four horsemen, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and uh, we met, we met over, we had Taco Tuesday. Yep. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> and, and really from jump, I was like, I want to seat at the table, man. Yeah. I want to seat at the table. So um, I would say, you know, my, my family inspired me, but then as I got <clears> older, honestly, you all inspired me and I'm so, I'm so happy to be 
a part of the group now. Likewise, I appreciate brother. that. Likewise, yeah. while you're here, man, I mean, you inspire us as well. Thank so you. you know, we it's it's, it's definitely uh, goes both ways here. Thank you, Damon. You're not last, brother, but it's your turn. How'd you get Talk your seat us. at the table? Save the best for last. <laughs> so for me, I started off. I graduated from college. I came home, and what I started to see early on is I was just making just enough money to pay my bills. And I called my dad and I was like, dad, is this what I went to college for? You know, I'm just making just enough money to pay my bills. My dad told me at the time, son, come home, save your money and buy some real estate. And when I came home, he said, I got a new house, it's being built. It's gonna be built in six months. You got six months to figure this thing out. Hmm. So I stacked all my money. I bought a, a town home or a condo in Ladera Heights. It was a foreclosure. And um, I got it at a still of a deal and I was like, okay, this is, this is what winning in life is. I sold that property in nine months. And with the money that I got from that property, I bought two deals. I bought a four unit building and I bought a house that I could build two Love units it. on. And I think that's when the bug went off. I was like, okay, I have a profession and now my money has a profession. Mm -hmm. And so I said, okay, I want, I want this profession to grow. I want this profession to replace mm -hmm. this profession at some point. Um, and so, as I learned more in this business, I know that I knew that getting into real estate or essentially commercial real estate was going to take me to the next level. There's so much more that we're going to get into through these podcasts that will kind of get back to that subject. But essentially, that's how I got into hey, it. And that was a bar, by the way. Uh, oh, yeah. I have a profession. And, and my, now, money has my money has a profession. Money. That was a bar, by the way. I've never heard that one, but I love it, by the Thank way. You. Now, my look, bro. Steal that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's my next business meeting. Uh, but anyway, look, the common theme that I heard today was family, right? Mm -hmm. and, and that's what introduced us to this respective area. All of our listeners don't ha aren't blessed to have family, aren't yeah. blessed to have a father, a cousin, a father, mo a mother, to be able to sit there and say, look, this is a lane that you should get into. I'm just gonna throw it out to any of you. Any advice, you know, how would you talk to someone who doesn't have that background, who doesn't have that resource? How would you give them some advice as far as how to get into this area? And we're just talking about real estate, so not necessarily syndication, but just... My first advice would be to get a mentor. If you want to, whatever you want to do, find somebody who's doing that and align yourself with them. I think that's where the first level of education starts. I mean, yeah, you can get a book and read about it, but when you actually get a mentor or connect with someone who's mm -hmm. actually been in the business, mm -hmm. not only can they teach you the business, but they can also give you some of the pitfalls that they uh, encountered along the way. Mm -hmm. And so I think that would be the first thing I would tell somebody is to get a mentor. The second thing I would tell them is to ingrain yourself inside of the education. You know, you can learn by doing along the way, especially if you got a mentor, because yeah. as you're doing as you're doing the process, you can tap in with that mentor That's along it. the way. So from what I'm hearing, I mean, you got to be intentional about going out and getting it yourself, That's right? right? You got to be intentional about going out, finding that mentor, finding that resource, that podcast, that book, how tear group, um, right. you know, Facts. in order to, to help themselves win, right? Okay. Absolutely. I think there's, you know, in 2023, there's, there's no excuse, right? There's no excuse no not to go out and get what you want. There's so many resources that mm. we're fortunate to have. Yeah. Mm. We have social media, we have YouTube, we have Google, we mm. have, you know, so many different resources. And so I love what you said about intentionality. Mm. You know, I look at my journey into Halter Group and I was intentional. That's I saw right. you guys on a podcast and I was like, 
I want that. I want to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. How do I how do I get to this person and do X, Y, and Z? And so it just starts off with being motivated to just go out and and reach for your dreams. And that doesn't just go in real estate. That goes in life in general. Absolutely. Absolutely. Start. That's always my word is you have to start. Now, what that looks like is going to be different for everybody. Some people are going to go to the mentor first. Some people are going to use all of the information that's available at their fingertips, to your point. Some people are going to save their money. But you have to start and you have to be intentional about it to use your word. Yes, starting is the part that I would always run back to. And the best way to do that, in my opinion, is to figure out what it is that you want to do. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? research, talking yeah. to people, and get involved with it. Yeah. Um, it can start anywhere. It can be volunteering. It could be a job. It could be so many different routes yeah. to get to where you're going, but you have to be specific and actually jump into it. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Can I expound on that? Yeah, please. Because, you know, there's like a saying where it's like a journey to a thousand miles begins with one step, yep. right? And one thing I left out when I was talking about my introduction into real estate was working in real estate, right? Which was really, really helpful for me. And I love what you said about starting because I got to a point in corporate America after I graduated from college, I went straight into corporate America. I did the traditional route mm -hmm. and it was cool. I was making good money and everything, but I realized that the path that I was on wasn't a path to wealth, mm -hmm. right? It was a path to doing well, right, <laughs> but right. it wasn't a path to wealth. And I knew you know, through my, my studies and everything that a lot of wealth comes through real estate, right? And so what I did was I took a leap of faith. I decided back in like 2014, 2015 to get out of the corporate world, cold turkey. Mm. I was like, I'm getting into real estate mm. because I know that this is gonna be a foundation of building wealth sure. and creating that legacy of wealth for me and my family. I need to start, mm. right? right? I need mm. to start. And so I'm not saying everyone should do what I did because I, I got fortunate in that things panned out, mm -hmm. but I literally gave him my two weeks, you know, started studying to get my real estate license. I was living in New York at the time and I became, I became a broker. I became a, a licensed real estate salesperson, but that was me starting to say, I don't have the money right now to actually buy property, but I want to start in real estate. And so my start was, you know, becoming a licensed salesperson, working for a firm, ingratiating myself to what real estate entailed. And then through that, through that, it's led me over the years to come sit here with you gentlemen. Love it, love it, love it. Great answer, by the way. So look, we talked a little bit about, you know, our yesterdays, right? I wanna, I wanna talk a little bit about, you know, where we are currently. For those who may not be familiar with residential versus commercial, you know, and the types of properties that we like to identify within the Howtera group. Sure. You know, can you help our listeners uh, understand that breakdown? Yeah, at the simple form, residential is considered one to four units. Uh, technically, anything over four units becomes multifamily and commercial and all of that stuff as far as the loans are concerned and the qualifications to acquire that property, the down payments change, and, mm -hmm. and, and on and on and on. Um, with us at Howtera specifically, um, like I stated earlier, we typically identify 50 units or greater. Yeah. Now we're starting to get into the 200 units and all of... I was going to uh, say, let's run that up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now we're getting into 200 units and, yeah. and so forth. And again, with that, you know, the game begins to change again. Now you're talking about institutional funding and yeah. different formats of putting the funds together, qualifying for the loans, et cetera. Different investor pool starts to come in mm -hmm. um, and so forth. But at its uh, basic 
one to four unit is considered residential. Anything over uh, four unit would jump into commercial. Not to be confused with commercial, like where you might see a big chain grocery business store or business, shopping. the shopping centers, et cetera. Those are also considered commercial. Yeah. Um, the difference is it's multifamily commercial versus commercial. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And as, as far as like a syndicate, right? And, and as far as what we do in the syndication yeah. space, what's the value of forming a syndicate versus going out there and just trying to do this on your own? Sure. I think one of the biggest things is that syndication as a word is new to most of us, but it's just a lack of understanding of what it is. The reason I say that is most of the big companies out there, the sports teams are syndications, right? You have 17 different owners yeah. for every professional uh, basketball team. Every 100-story building has four, five, six owners, et cetera. Those are all syndication groups. So it's not a new thing. It's just an understanding of it. Now, with that being said, the reason or the benefits that I would say with syndication is it allows you to obtain something that you would not typically be able to obtain by yourself. Mm -hmm. The reason I say that is because let's just say it's a 200-unit building. You might need a down payment of... I don't know, $2 million, $2.5 million with closing costs, et cetera, man, I got et cetera. That right here, man. Right. right. Yeah. I got that. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Other than Marcy, most of us don't have that in his pocket. Yeah, right. So then, with the syndication group itself, it allows investors to enter at a smaller clip as yeah. far as the investment amount, whether that's a $10,000 investment, a $50,000 investment, or whatever may have you. And then they would see returns based on the amount that they put in. Love it, love it, love it. From a marketing standpoint, Michael, I mean, yeah. what's the importance? Like, like, why even have marketing, mm -hmm. a marketing department within like a, a real estate syndicate? Man, it's the reason we have this podcast, right? It's to help others win, it's to educate. And it's also to bring others into our ecosystem. Before the Halter Group, I had heard about syndications, mm -hmm. but I didn't delve into what that was. And so principally, especially in the black community, you know, I speak from my experience as an African-American man, a lot of what we do in real estate is is foreign. These are foreign concepts, right. um, especially in our community, right? Because unfortunately, we don't have the real estate ownership. We don't have that footprint that other communities have. And so marketing is essential to getting the message out, yeah. right? It's, it's not just about getting the brand for Halter Group out. It's about marketing the education that we're providing, oh, bringing others into the paradigm of ownership and investing and syndication and Wealth creation, that's what it's all about. And marketing, just uh, it gets that out there to the masses. No doubt, no doubt. I think it also builds trust because unlike the first round of investors, we're all friends and family for the most part um, to get started. They trusted us. You trusted me. I trusted Dennis, et cetera, et cetera. But I think that, you know, just to throw on top of what Michael was saying, that the marketing aspect gives us a personality, gives us a chance to yeah. be personable, I probably should say. And it allows them everybody to know who we are, mm -hmm. what we're doing, why we're doing it, et cetera, et cetera. I, I love it. I, I love it. Yeah. No, and I mean, and I think it also, it helps us to, to become thought leaders, right? In 100%. this particular space. And so, yeah. so yeah, no, I mean, I just wanted to, oh, to yeah. understand that a bit better as far as from yeah. what happens in the back of your mind, because and, yeah. And, and also, sorry to cut you off, no, but of another thing I wanted to add is, because so much of what we do, we're always leading with thinking of the community, yeah. right? And educating and, and helping others win. That's what it's about. But I also want to give some perspective on marketing from a more corporate standpoint, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that is raising our profile within the real estate syndication world, mm -hmm. right? What I mean by that is now it's 
how do we lift the Halter Group brand mm -hmm. so that we can play in bigger ponds, if you will, right? You talked about starting off with friends and family, and you know, it's, it's kind of like you start from grassroots and you build and you build. You were talking about getting to that institu institutional funding. Sure. A big part of that is branding, letting others know you're here. Right. Letting others know you're formidable, yeah, right? Yeah. And so marketing creates that brand. It creates that brand resonance and relevance that allows us to continue to grow and grow and grow, which ultimately as a business, mm -hmm. it's the point. It is. Right. It is. I also it is. believe that in marketing, you can also you're you're creating a space where you're recognizable in the corporate space, yeah. but you're also approachable from the individual space. That's right. Um, which is why so this podcast is so great because they get to know specifically who you are and what your background is mm -hmm. and how you got in. Oh, wow, I identify with Michael. Sure. I identify That's with right. Anthony, mm -hmm. how he moved from Chicago and was in loans. I'm in loans, right? So mm -hmm. I think, you know, it does make us identifiable corporately, but from a single individual person, you direct them to, you know, our podcast. They can say, oh, okay, these are real people, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and they can connect with us. Yeah, that's so dope that you said that. As far as just kind of going down the the line of the values that each person provides, because I think of us like a puzzle, right? And we're yeah. each pieces to a a puzzle, right? Yeah. Um, to essentially come to something greater. So, um, and we each bring our own skill sets. We each bring our own value adds, our own opinions, of course, right? Um, <laughs> which don't always agree, but it's, so what? <laughs> right. Um, that's what do. it's all. That's, <laughs> what, that's what it's all about. But no. So glad you said that. Now, moving over to you. I mean, strategic partnerships, right? Like, when I think about strategic partnerships, what are we talking about here? Like, are we talking organizations? Are we talking companies? Are we talking individuals? Like, what, what type of partnerships do you tend to focus on? I would say all of the above, actually. It's okay. actually thought leaders in their specific space. Okay. So, um, you know, we have a strategic focus on D9 right now. So we want to get the thought leaders in each organization within each D9 organization that can maybe go to conventions and mm -hmm. utilize the platform that we've created to educate on how a real estate syndication works mm -hmm. and how someone can get involved. And usually- and what, and what is D9? I was gonna say. Oh, thank you for bringing that. Yeah, yeah D9 yeah. is the uh, black Greek letter organizations such as Delta Sigma Theta and whatnot. So those are the strategic focuses, but we're also looking at how to engage with the NFL per se, thought leaders in that space that are already interested in real estate, that wanna have a strategic partnership with Halter, the NBA, um, even in corporate America that, you know, are looking to, you know, uh, create a little bit more um, knowledge and education. We'll do some financial literacy around that. So that's essentially uh, what we want to do. But even if you were like a financial advisor, you're creating these financial products or you're delivering these financial products to your clients, but you don't, you cannot deliver a real estate syndication or a real estate investment strategy. Well, if you partner with us, now you're looked at as a financial, a financial resource outside of what you currently do. And that makes you as a financial professional more valuable. I love it. I love it. So we talked about yesterday, we talked about where we are today, and it sounds like with the strategic partnership uh, department, we're looking at tomorrow and where Correct. we want to be tomorrow, the types of uh, companies, the partners that we want to be aligned with. Tomorrow. Absolutely. Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. Excellent. Excellent. A lot, Excellent. And a lot of times, Damon and I, when we talk about strategic partnerships, you know, we talk about the fact that your network is your net worth, yep. right? Mm -hmm. That's a very ubiquitous concept, but it's so real. And when you're trying to build something like the Halter Group, it's very important that you align yourself 
with like-minded individuals, with folks that have that vision in mind, right. that want to build, that want to create wealth, that want to you know, sow into the community. Mm -hmm. And so when we say strategic partnerships, we're talking about deliberate uh, relationship building initiatives where we can bring other folks that think like us, mm -hmm. that move like us, that want to build what we want to build, mm -hmm. bringing them into our ecosystem. And we're doing that through Greek letter organizations, through athletic affiliations and, and more. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Love Absolutely. it. Speaking of building, I'd, I'd be remiss if we didn't bring you up in this conversation. Oh, yeah. Uh, and talking about tomorrow the development, the, the land, yeah. et cetera. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, I, I'll briefly touch on that. I mean, tomorrow we're, we, we want to uh, increase our wheelhouse to also include development, right? We want to, rather than just purchase occupied uh, multifamily properties, we want to start developing our own multifamily properties. So the Howtera Group does plan to launch a development arm uh, led by myself with utilizing my skill sets in civil engineering, construction management, development, et cetera. Currently, I bring to the table around $20 billion of development activity across the world, so I feel that I am more than competent and qualified to handle it, and just I'm looking forward to it. Um, we've already started discussions uh, with some HBCUs who I won't necessarily mention right now, but we want to go ahead and start helping them out from a student housing standpoint. We have all heard about it in the news. We've all seen it on social media. They're struggling with uh, providing adequate student housing. and so. We're putting one foot in front of the other, making communication with the communities, making communication with the, the universities, and getting out there and starting to put it into action. So definitely looking forward to that in the, the future. Yeah, that's part of our of tomorrow. tomorrow. That's Absolutely. Gonna be, that's going to be huge. Yeah, for sure. It's I, be I believe big. that is a, a very important element because I, I have a daughter. She's currently looking at colleges right now. Mm -hmm. She's a junior in high school. And uh, one of the schools that was on her radar was Howard University. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's at this point considering other schools because of what's been posted. Yeah. So it is important yeah. that we hold the HBCU community up by no making this type of contribution no because doubt. we want to make the HBCUs attractive. No doubt. And I mean, look, they're, they're happy to see us, right? The ones that, that we've been in touch with, sat down at the, the lunch table with them and everything, they are more than enthusiastic awesome. about a company, a Howtera Group, coming in there to help them win in this right. situation, right? Because this is going to make them look good, make their community look good, um, and obviously make us look good along the way. So looking forward and, to and it. And I did just want to state, for those that might not know what HBCU stands for, it stands for Historically Black College and University. You know, we have a, a wide audience of listeners, right. so I just wanted to, to put that out there, that <laughs> Halter Group has a focus and uh, a passion for helping the historically black college community develop um, right, develop their student housing, develop their education as it pertains to real estate and everything the same way that predominantly white or other institutions are able to do. Without a doubt, yeah. without a doubt. So much appreciated. So so I know we want to start transitioning out um, and, and I know my good buddy Michael has some a great round uh, for us <laughs> over here. So I want to go ahead and pass it to you, brother. And let yes, you, sir. Let you yes, sir. It. So, you know, I've been inspired by a lot of things that you guys are saying today and you know, uh, I learned a lot about you today that I didn't know in terms of how you got into real estate and all that. Sure. So with that being said, in the spirit of helping others win, if you could go back and make a difference to prepare yourself earlier, right, for where you're going, how would you do that? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, how would I do that? It goes back to the education piece. Um, the bumps and bruises that I personally received 
was because of the fact that I was either ignorant to the situation and I could have opened a book or got online or asked a mentor, et cetera, and I didn't because I thought I was doing it the right way or I thought I was making the right decision. A, I would uh, definitely study and get more information. And then B, I think it would just be about being smarter with money at an earlier age. You know, it was less than smart spins that I've made over the time. 2008 hurt a lot. (laughs) That's what I would do. I would change 2008. I would have sold everything in 2007. But no, all jokes aside, I think the education is where I'm going to stick on that one. It's It's the most important piece. And if you don't know the past, you're doomed to repeat it. Is that how they say that? That's right. Um, and I think that there's so much knowledge out there that it's that's not an excuse right. to, to make the same mistakes that we've made when you can reach out to us via Instagram or the podcast or when we're yeah. speaking at a place. There's no reason not to ask those questions. So I think that's the biggest thing that I would say is get the information while it's available. Thank you so much for that answer. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right. And you hit the nail on the head. You know, there's no excuse. And just like there's no excuse for you all not to seek the knowledge, there's no excuse for us not to provide that to the extent that we can. Mm-hmm. So week after week, we're going to keep helping you all win with the How with Halter podcast. Catch us next time. We're going to come through with that heat for y'all. That's how we do it. Bye. Thank you.